Welcome in to another edition of the Wisports.net podcast. I'm Travis Wilson, general manager at Wisports.net and your host for the WSN podcast. Yes, this is our second WSN podcast of the week. We did a special girls basketball playoff preview edition with Norbert Durst earlier this week. You can check that out on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, iHeart, Spotify, whatever is your favorite uh, podcast platform of choice. But today on the WSN Podcast, we're going to check in with Mark Miller in just a little bit to talk about the boys' basketball regular season, the end of the season as we as we are, uh, most teams have just one game left, um, a lot of games postponed today, Thursday, into either Friday or Saturday. We're going to talk about some of the conference races that are still out there that, that have uh, impactful games. We'll also talk about the uh, surprises, the, the, the surprise teams to win conference championships this year, and just kind of get a, a general check-in on the end of the regular season with Mark. And then next week, we will do a, uh, a full playoff breakdown with Mark, likely on Monday afternoon, a special uh, boys basketball playoff preview with Mark on the WSN podcast. But let's help save lives on Wisconsin roads. The life you save might just be yours. Make the commitment to yourself and passengers that are with you by buckling up and putting the phone down every trip, every time. To find out more, take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. Well, we are uh, knee-deep in playoffs and tournaments for winter sports here in the state of Wisconsin. And before we get to our conversation with Mark, I do want to take a chance to just kind of run through the schedule for this week and for next week. Uh, in, in the next couple weeks of what is going on and when. So tonight is or today is Thursday as we record this. The individual wrestling state tournament begins this afternoon at the Cole Center in Madison. Uh, no weather postponements there. Hopefully all the individuals uh, were able to make it and, and get everything done safely. Uh, even with some schools being postponed, hopefully there was no schools that uh, did not allow their athletes to travel to that event. So that uh, begins today and goes through Saturday. Uh, Saturday, of course, is the, uh, the the wonderful March of Champions that will occur in the uh, in the evening as the uh, state finals are contested uh, at the uh, at the Cole Center. And of course, plenty of action on Friday as well. This is also the weekend of gymnastics sectionals taking place uh, tonight, Friday, and Saturday around the state of Wisconsin. Tomorrow, Friday, in addition to gymnastic sectionals continuing, the individual wrestling state tournament continuing, it is also sectionals for boys and girls hockey. And then also, girls basketball regionals continue on Friday, and then will continue on Saturday as girls basketball regional finals will be contested. So there's 160 girls games on the schedule for Friday night, regional play, 80 on the schedule uh, Saturday for regional finals. Um, next week, the, uh, the, the calendar continues the, on, on Sunday, actually the seating meetings for state hockey for boys and girls will be conducted. Uh, and then Tuesday next week is the beginning of the boys basketball playoff series is the opening regional games will be contested on Tuesday. Thursday, we have uh, sectionals, sectional semifinals for girls basketball. That's next Thursday, which also marks the beginning of the Boys and Girls State Hockey Tournament, which is held uh, this year new at the Capital Ice Arena in Middleton. 
That is Thursday through Saturday next week. Again, girls basketball sectional semifinals are Thursday. Girls basketball sectional finals with trips to the state tournament on the line on Saturday of next week. Next Friday, though, is the team wrestling state tournament, which is Friday and Saturday. Boys regionals contests are next Friday. Regional finals are next Saturday. The state gymnastics meet is next Friday and Saturday. Uh, then after that, it's it's just basketball uh, into the uh, the second, or I guess the first full week of March anyway, as the girls basketball state tournament will be held March 9th through the 11th at the Rush Center in Green Bay. That's also the same week as boys sectionals, Monday, or th- excuse me, Thursday, March 9th, our boys basketball sectional semifinals, and Saturday, March 11th, boys basketball sectional finals. Then uh, March 16th through the 18th is the Boys Basketball State Tournament, the last event on the winter sports calendar. So just wanted to get that out of the way and out there um, because, again, there's so much going on. Sometimes it's, it's easy to lose track of what is occurring uh, each, each day as we are in this busy playoff tournament season for winter sports. Well, with, uh, without further ado, we're going to get to our interview with Mark. Uh, again, where we're going to talk about the, uh, the the regular season wrapping up, and as a reminder, again, the the playoff version of our WSN podcast, our, our boys basketball playoff preview, will be next Monday, Monday afternoon. In the meantime, uh, check out this uh, this interview with Mark as we wrap up the regular season, and be sure to check out his great work on Wisports.net, where he breaks down each division in in detail online. Uh, looking at favorites, contenders, sleepers, top teams, games, predictions, all that good stuff. But let's get to that discussion and interview with Mark right now. All right, as we continue our conversation and discussions of the winter sports season, which is heading into the home stretch, uh, we're going to move on and and talk boys basketball. And of course, we'll bring on our boys basketball expert for that, Mark Miller, our uh, boys basketball writer, publisher of the Wisconsin Basketball Yearbook. Mark, uh, good to have you on. Good to be talking basketball. And, and just as we had mentioned earlier, to to remind folks, this won't be a, a tournament preview per se. We'll do that next week with Mark, but we are going to wrap up uh, the regular season a little bit here. So Mark, definitely appreciate the time. Sure, absolutely. Well, let's uh, let's dive into some things. And, and one of the, uh, the noteworthy games that we saw recently, it, it seems like every week, Pewaukee is playing a noteworthy game. Um, they played Milwaukee Academy of Science in a non-conference, uh, very interesting late season non-conference game. Pewaukee got a win in overtime. Um, you know, reactions and, and thoughts on that game as it pertains to Pewaukee and potentially as it pertains to Milwaukee Academy of Science and you know what that might mean for how they're playing late in the year and, and going forward. Yeah, it was a very interesting game. I thought uh, Academy of Science, I, I watched some of the stream of that, uh, played exceptionally well, got tremendous performances from probably their two best players, Jamarian Bateman and Devin Brown. Saw them earlier this year and thought, boy, those are two really good sophomores. Um, and, uh, and, and they have a couple other sophomores, too, that play major minutes uh, at MAS. But Bateman finished that game with 39 and Brown had 34, and they were the only two players from as uh, in double figures, but that carried them a long way against one of the top teams in the state. Um, uh, and uh, uh, Pewaukee pulled it out in overtime, uh, got a huge game from Nick Janowski, 46 points, and Milan Manchiliewicz had 33. 
and those were the only two players for Pewaukee in double figures. So it was kind of the, the two guys from MAS against the two guys from Pewaukee in a, in a shootout. Um, you know what it means for Pewaukee uh, going forward. I mean, I, I kind of went out on a limb uh, and picked Wisconsin Lutheran in our sectional preview on, on WSN. Um, I, I realized Pewaukee swept them this year um, and could very well uh, beat them in the playoffs again. It's one of those where I kind of went with a hunch thinking that maybe this is Wisconsin Lutheran's time, even though Pewaukee probably is the slight favorite in the fact that they won the conference and that they beat Wisco twice. Um, so I don't think it's uh, it's any red flag or anything like that for Pewaukee going forward. I just think they 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 ran into a really good uh, MAS team that played at the top of its game uh, on Tuesday night. Um, as far as MAS, I, I think they've been underranked all year. I, I've been voting them in the D3 poll. Um, I thought I thought they were uh, I saw them in, in one of their losses, actually, in, in lacrosse at the Midwest Players Classic um, against a team from uh, Iowa. That was really good. Um, but I, I, I thought that they were a, a really solid team, very young, but just a really solid team with with good balance um, in terms of their size across the board. They just had outstanding size, um, you know, with Brown at about six, six and uh, um you know, and then Bateman's cup checks in at probably about six, two or so. Um, and then, um, you know, they have some other guys along their front line that, that have good size. Uh, this Elijah Thornton's about six, seven, he plays a little bit. Um, so, uh, they're a good team. Uh, yeah, you know, they're in a, they're in a loaded sectional in D in D uh, three, uh, Carmen Northwest, and Dominican and Brookfield Academy are all in the upper half with them. And then in the lower half, you got Catholic Memorial, Thomas Moore and St. Catherine. So uh, it's a, uh, it, it's a really loaded um, sectional to say the least. I mean, all those teams are really, really good. Um, but I, I think what it means for MAS going forward is, Hey, you better be prepared to play this team in the postseason because they're really good. Uh, number one. And number two, they're going to be a handful over the next couple of years because their their key players are all sophomores. And we saw um, Milwaukee Academy of Science, of course, make a, a run to the state title game last year, but it's a very different team this year. Just take a moment to remind everybody who else could have been at Milwaukee Academy of Science this year. Right. Well, you know, I was just looking at their recent results. Not only uh, did they take Pewaukee into OT, but they they also beat the two previous games uh, convincingly, beat at one at Columbus, and Columbus is a very good team, uh, seated number one in a different sectional, and Milwaukee-Hamilton, uh, which is one of the top teams in the city conference. Um, but you're right, they their roster is different than it was a year ago. Uh, three guys that were starters on the team last year that lost to Ron Colley in the D4 title game, transferred, two went to prep schools out of state. Um, and then the other one, Davey and Hannah, uh, who is a top-ranked sophomore in Wisconsin, is playing at Nicolet. So, um, you know, it's a different team. Um, maybe they had too many guys last year. I don't know. But it seems like their roles are more defined this year. Um, and, and they're getting huge production out of Devin Brown. I think that that's maybe the biggest change from a year ago. Um, he He's just emerging as, as one of the better sophomores in the state. He's almost averaging a double-double. Um, and, and is just, um, very efficient too, in his scoring. He, he doesn't miss a lot of shots. Um, so, uh, yeah, the, uh, Naz Beeman is at a, out of state prep school. 
uh, and uh, Tayshawn Bridges is at a out of state prep school. And of course, they both played for MAS last year. So uh, pretty interesting story there, uh, losing three, you know, division one prospects and still putting still having an unbelievable team this year. Uh we have kind of seen a little bit of fluctuation in the coaches poll in the last couple of weeks. Wanted to get your thoughts on that in division three brilliant had been ranked number one for a good while and lost uh, to Mosini, I believe it was, or was it Medford? No, it was Mosini. Yep. Mosini. Okay. Um, and saw that loss caused brilliant to drop out of the top spot with West Salem moving into the number one position. And then in division four, it's kind of been a, uh, a, a little bit of a leapfrog game here the last few weeks where Luther had ascended to the top spot last week. They lost to West Salem. Howard's Grove went from three to one. Just wanted to get your take on on kind of the, the movement at the top of those two divisions as we head into the last uh, last couple games for most of these teams, Division three and Division four. Yeah, well, I think West Salem is number one in D3, and I've, I've voted on number one all year long, uh, despite their loss to Park Center, which I think any D3 team in Wisconsin would have lost to that team. And I thought West Salem actually played that team from Minnesota really, really well. I, I think they're as good as almost any team in the state, no matter the division. I just think they're really, really good. Um, I'm not saying they'd win D1 or D2, but I, I think they'd be right there competing for those titles. Um, as far as brilliant goes, I mean, they lost a home game by, by one point, um, to, a, a a team that's in D2, um, that, uh, plays, plays a good schedule. I mean, obviously the, the great Northern, um, has some good teams this year with Medford and Northland Pines and, and Mosini. Um, but I still like their team very much, you know, uh, and then St. Catharines, uh, they all have 22 and one records. St. Catharines just beat you with toughness and soundness. And they got the Ray brothers along the baseline, uh, good football players, good size. Uh, and then they got, you know, probably the best freshman in the state right now at point guard in Lamont Hamilton. So um, I, I always think almost every year, the deepest division in terms of when you look at seeds and you look at all the teams that are in different sectionals, I, I think division three is the most competitive. I didn't necessarily say it's it's got the best teams or the best players or whatever, but it's just there's so many good teams at, at that division that when you look at that section that we just talked about with Milwaukee Academy of Science, you, you could legitimately point to four, five, six teams that could win that thing. Um, in Division One and Two, uh, you know, it, you don't have that kind of depth. Um, and then uh, you mentioned Division Four, Travis, and um, I saw the St. Mary Catholic Howard's Grove game a couple weeks ago, and St. Mary Catholic ended up winning that one in a real entertaining, close game. Um, I, I, I've seen Howard's and Luther and St. Mary Catholic and Springs. Uh, I haven't seen Darlington, but um, I, I think that all four of those are really, really close. Um, I think Luther might be the best. Um, their two losses have been to West Salem, um, which I think any other Division Four team would have lost twice to them as well. Uh, so, uh, you know, Howards and Springs are looking at a, at a potential sectional final. St. Mary Catholic is in a different sectional, so we could have two Big East teams at state. And then, you know, Luther comes out of a different sectional as well. So uh, Luther and Darlington, I believe, are in the same sectional with, with uh, Mineral Point and Cuba City and River Ridge. Um, the one team I, I kind of think is a little underrated in D4 
is Marathon. Um, I, I think they're really good. They have a 6'9 kid named Grant Warren who's been really good this year. And uh, with a win uh, tonight, if, if they're playing, I think they are. Um, they'll wrap up the undisputed title in the in the Marrowwood South, which is a, a as you know, a really good conference. So um, it, it'll be interesting to see you know who emerges in D four. But I, I I keep an eye on Marathon, and I think the favorite going in is Luther, um, and in in D three it's it's West Salem. We're talking with Mark Miller, getting his thoughts on the end of the regular season for boys basketball. Again, we'll uh, we'll chat with him a little bit more, more detailed playoff information and previews next week on the WSN podcast, a special one that will come out on uh, on likely Monday afternoon. Uh, Mark, this is, uh, I can't remember what year this is for us, four or five maybe of playing 24 games uh, in basketball in the state of Wisconsin. Anything that you've noticed, is it impacting anything? Is it Does it feel like it's too many? Does it feel like it's a, a good amount? Any thoughts or feedback on on the 24 games and how that's been going? Um, I, I think uh, it has impacted things, no question. I, I, it's easier to, to reach 1,000 points, for example, than it was in the past because you have two extra games uh, every year. Um, and plus, when we went to halves uh, a few years back, the games got extended, um, you know, from 32 to 36 minutes. So um, from a statistical standpoint and uh, the, the amount of points kids can score now, um, I think you'll see, well, we've already seen kids score um, more than a thousand points at, at a pretty um, high rate. Um, and then I think you'll see even more <laughs> score 2000 points. And, and we have a couple in the senior class that, that are, are you know, going to do that. Uh, Johnny Kinzinger has already done it from De Pere. So um, as far as other impacts, um, I think it's been good, uh, generally speaking, you know, especially for those conferences that have 10 teams, it gives them a few more non-conference games. Um, it does... Uh, take away some of the free dates. So if you have snow days, it gets a little more tricky to, to, you know, to get those makeup dates. But um, I think generally the coaches like it. Um, the players like it for sure. Um, you know, anytime you get a chance to play more games, I think that's, that's a fun thing for them. So I think overall the the response to the 24 games has been positive. You mentioned snow dates. And of course we're dealing with that again this week. Uh, I think I, I saw something that we had had snow every Thursday since the first of the year, except for one. And of course that brings into play all kinds of problems and uh, issues with uh, reschedules, especially when it is so close to the end of the season uh, here in Reedsburg. Uh, they were supposed to play the Badger crossover game tonight against Monroe that got uh, canceled and will not be made up. So unfortunately my son who's a freshman uh, on the freshman team will not uh, get that last opportunity to, to, to go out and play, but um, there are some games getting rescheduled and it's tough to move them to Friday night because there's 160 girls playoff games around the state that, you know, will, will generally take priority that are taking a number of the uh, officials um, Saturdays. There's, there's regional finals for girls games, uh, but there's only 80 games on Saturday for girls. So we've seen a few more that have been moved to Saturday afternoon. Where I'm getting with this, I guess, is what games do we have left that are really significantly impactful for some of these conference races? I know that you've uh, been going through and and tweeting out, you know, here's the teams that have, have clinched conference championships, but 
what do we have left for conference titles in play uh, either tomorrow or Saturday or or potentially tonight, I guess, maybe if, if anybody's still playing? Yeah. Um, well, you know, uh, if you would ask me that question uh, before Tuesday night, there would have been several. But now uh, with just one conference game left for most schools, um, you know, it, it's been pretty much decided at least um, at least some teams have clinched um, a, um, a a share of the championship. Uh, one league that does come to mind where where they need to finish out the season is the is the um, Southwest Conference because uh, right now Dodgeville and Platteville are tied for first with an eight and one record. Uh, Dodgeville has a game remaining against River Valley, which is in last place in the league, and and Platteville has a game remaining against um, Lancaster, which is in, in second to last place. So likely they're going to, um, you know, end up sharing the conference title anyway, but uh, you, you've got to get those games in. So everybody, you know, has played the same amount of games and you can say you're the, you know, the co-champions if that's what it comes to. So um, that, that league in particular, um, you know, where you got two teams at on the top, um, there's still some conferences where one team has clinched uh, a share of the title but need, needs to win out to, to clinch uh, the undisputed title. So some of those second place teams are still hopeful that maybe the first place team can drop a game, um, whereas then they can potentially share the conference title. Um, I'm thinking of the Big East North, for example, St. Mary Catholic is 16 and two, plays Hilbert uh, to round out the season. Uh, uh, St. Mary's would be heavily favored in that game. And then Howard's has a game with Reedsburg, or excuse me, Reedsville, um, which is in third place in the Big East North. Uh, Howard's would be favored in that game, but that's a pretty, pretty competitive game. And the same thing uh, over in the Big East South, Kohler's one game behind Oosburg, uh in the league standings. Uh, and each of them has one game left to play. Um, so, um, you know, see how that shakes out. Um, so there's scenarios like that. Um, you know, throughout the state in some of the conferences, but, um, you know, another one is the big rivers, Hudson's 12 and one and Eau Claire Memorial's 11 and two. So there's a one game difference between the two and, and uh, they each have one game left and it's not against each other. Uh, another big one is the capital North where Lake Mills has, has clinched at least a share of the title, but Columbus is a game behind and they have to play each other yet. And Lake Lakeside Lutheran is also in that mix. They're a game behind. So, if Columbus were to beat Lake Mills, that would be a three-way tie, most likely for first place in the Capital North. So there, there are a few things like that, Travis. But um, you know, generally speaking, many of the conference uh, titles um, have been decided. Um, you know, the two Clover Belts are are all done. The two Woodland Conferences are all done, and they're playing their crossover games. The two Badger Conference, uh, at least as far as the league standings, are all done. Um, they 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 still have. Uh, playoff games within their within the east and west divisions um which i'm not really sure what those mean anymore uh, because for example uh in the um in the badger west edgewood finished 11 and 3 sock prairie is 9 and 5 and they're playing uh because they only played one time during the, the regular season in their pod um, they're they're playing for quote unquote the championship of the Badger West. Well, in my mind, Edgewood's the winner because they they finished the regular season standings uh, better than than Sauk. Um, but that pod system really screwed everything up. And uh, from what from what you told me earlier, apparently that is going away next year. And I, I'm a big fan of that going away because it just is very confusing for the fans and 
and even for the players, uh, it's, it's kind of odd. So, um, yeah, that's, yeah, I, uh, you know, uh, uh, the, some of the bigger leagues, uh, Fond du Lac's clinched the FEA, um, uh, Middleton has clinched the big eight, um, De Pere obviously has clinched the Fox River Valley Conference. Um, I'm just thinking in the Southeast, I think Franklin's got a one game lead um, over uh, uh, second place. Uh, I'm trying to remember here. Let me scroll down here. Yeah, they got a one game lead over. Actually, it's a two game lead over Indian Trail. So they've clinched. Um, West Osha Central's got a one game lead over Burlington and they each have one to go. So a few things yet to be decided. So hopefully we can get all the games that were scheduled for tonight. Hopefully we can still get them in. I know if if some of the games are between teams that have no impact at all on the on the conference championship, sometimes they don't make those up. But um, I think I think they should make every effort to do so. Um, give the kids another opportunity to play, and especially for kids like your son, like you mentioned, for the JV kids and the JV two kids to to have a conclusion to their season where they know, okay, this is our final game, rather than just saying, well, you know. The snow, we're snowed out and our season's over. Um, that, that's kind of a, uh, a bad way to end the year. Yeah, it's, it's tough. Um, you know, it was a good year. Uh, good to see my son out and in playing. Uh, yeah, the Badger pod system, I, I don't really understand it. My, my son plays for Reedsburg and I couldn't tell you who's in our pod within the Badger <laughs> West. So, uh, I, I don't know. Um, Hey, before we uh, before we get too far too much farther though, we do want to remind everybody out there to please help save lives on Wisconsin roads. The life you save might just be yours. Make the commitment to yourself and passengers that are with you by buckling up and putting the phone down every trip, every time. To find out more, take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. Well, Mark, one thing that I did want to uh, touch on uh, before we we wrap up here is with so many of these conference championships decided. As you look back, based on you know what you had projected in the preseason, based on what coaches thought in the preseason, what are some of the surprising conference champions that we have in boys basketball this year around the state of Wisconsin? Well, I think the biggest one is, without question, Fond du Lac. I mean, everyone thought they'd be improved. They won four games last year, but I don't know if anyone saw them winning the FEA title this year. Um, and they got 17 wins right now, so if they win their final game, they'll They'll finish uh, with 18 regular season wins compared to four a year ago, and they've already clinched the FEA title. So um, I think that one really jumps to mind immediately. I think in the greater Metro, um, if you said three teams are going to tie for the conference championship, I would have guessed at least two of them would have been the Brookfield Central and Brookfield East. Um, but neither of them are going to uh, are in the championship race. So uh, Tosa West is already clinched to share the title. They're done with conference play. And then Marquette High and Sussex Hamilton can get uh, a share of the title if they win tonight. Uh, Marquette plays uh, Brookfield East, which uh, is getting back to healthy and is kind of dangerous um, right now. And Sussex plays at Brook Central. So um, even though the Brookfield schools aren't going to win the championship, they certainly can have a say in, in who shares the title. Um, so I think I think that was a bit of a surprise as well. Um, Hurley not winning the Indian head surprised me a little bit. Um, Solon Springs has had a great year, uh, really a good D five team. Uh, they they've gone unbeaten in the Indian head and they just have one loss and that came to superior a D one school. And it was very competitive. Um, I thought, I thought Bruce would probably win the Lakeland East and Prairie farm came out on top. That was a bit of a surprise. 
Um, you know, there are there are surprises throughout the state, but then there are things that kind of went according to plan, like Krivitz winning the MNO. Everyone kind of figured that would happen. Um, St. Catharines winning the Metro Classic was a bit of a surprise just because they they lost so much uh, off their team from a year ago. Um, Osceola winning the middle border, a mild surprise. I think most people would have figured Prescott to win that league. Um you know, and then in the city conference this year, of course, they divided them up into three divisions. Um, and Carmen Northwest came out on top in in the in the big in the big uh, conference. I guess they just call it the city city gold. I guess is what it's called. Um, and beat out Hamilton by a game and King by two games. Um, so I don't know going in if I would have thought that would happen, but I'm not shocked by it because Northwest is really good. Um, and, and in the Mississippi Valley, uh, both lacrosse central and on Alaska, of course, are tied for first, no surprise there. Um, you know, those, those teams always seem to be the ones that are, they're winning that league. I think in the Ridge and Valley Seneca winning the conference was a bit of a surprise. I thought, you know, Wazika would be the team to beat there. Um, so, you know, hats off to Seneca, especially with Dave Bolin stepping down last year and Dave Kwasney taking over, uh, or Brian Kwasney taking over that, that was, uh, uh, quite a feather in their cap to, to get to that championship. Uh, Potosi and River Ridge are tied in the six rivers West and both play, uh, one more game against lower division, uh, schools from the lower half of that division. So the fact that they split and share the six rivers West, uh, I think going in, everyone thought those would be the two best teams. So, no big surprise there. Um, you know, the the Squalls always Darlington, Cuba City, or Mineral Point. And it, it was kind of that way this year, but Darlington's clinched it. Uh, they got a two-game lead over Cuba and Mineral Point. So uh, hats off to them. Um, you know, I think a, a, a cool story this year was Central Wisconsin Christian winning the Trailways East. They they had not won a conference championship. Uh, Greg Zonneville, their AD, uh, emailed me uh, after they clinched that, that, that championship. And I think it was like since 1995 or something, I, I'd have to go back and look, but it, it had been a long time. Um, and they have a real strong team this year. So it was kind of cool to see them come out on top in the Trailways East. All right, Mark. Well, we're, uh, we're going to let you get back to work on some of your playoff preview information. Um, there's, there's all kinds of stuff going on, but just give us a little bit of a, a, a preview of what will be coming out in the next uh, few days and in early next week as the boys basketball playoffs get underway next Tuesday. Right. So, so far I've posted the division one sectional preview and the division two sectional preview. I'm working on D3 right now. Hope to get that up uh, either today or tomorrow. And then over the weekend, D4 and D5 previews will be up. And then, of course, uh, next week we'll, we'll be uh, predicting all the regional games at uh, quarterfinal, semifinal, and final levels. Um, and then after that, uh, we'll be doing uh, the big sectional previews. Um, so, yeah, we got a lot of content coming, uh, a lot of interesting information. And, of course, we're your place for all the stats and schedules and rosters and everything that uh, people can access at any time. So uh, looking forward to these next uh next three weeks of tournament basketball and seeing who comes out on top. Absolutely. Well, big thanks to Mark for joining us today on the WSN podcast. And uh, we'll get things wrapped up here in, in, in just a moment. But as we always say, get out and check out some of those games. If, if there's any games that get rescheduled, you can get to. And of course, once those tournament action games begin next week, Mark, thanks again. Okay. Thanks Travis. All right. Great to catch up with Mark. Great to get some, uh, some insight into the last 
days, the last games of the regular season in boys basketball. And again, we'll we'll uh, touch base with Mark next week to get a full playoff preview of uh, of the boys basketball tournament series that begins next Tuesday. So make sure to check that out on uh, on the WSN podcast and check out Mark's work on WithSports.net, previewing all of the divisions, previewing all of the information going on for boys basketball. WithSports.net is your home for all of the tournament scores, results, schedules, information, uh, breakdowns, all of the uh, the stuff that you're looking for for high school basketball can be found on WithSports.net. And with the weather always a, a dicey proposition, especially Thursdays, it seems like. I don't know why Mother Nature has such a, a, a big uh, issue with Thursdays. Um, you're going to want to check out WithSports.net. Uh, we're going to do the best we can to update any cancellations, postponements, adjustments, uh, that might happen over the next couple weeks as we uh, move into the winter sports playoffs and tournament season. Well, let's do uh, one more reminder to help uh, help save lives on Wisconsin roads. The life you save might just be yours. Make the commitment to yourself and passengers that are with you by buckling up and putting the phone down every trip, every time. To find out more, take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. As you're heading to these winter sports uh, tournament and playoff games. We want everybody to arrive safely, get home safely. So make sure you do that by buckling up and putting your phone down. And of course, uh, being cognizant of any potential weather and road conditions that might be out there. Well, we're going to uh, sign off for today. Uh, got a lot to get to as we prepare for uh, the, the girls basketball playoff games are going to be held this week. The boys playoff games that'll be held next week. But again, be sure to check out next week our boys basketball playoff special with Mark that'll come out on Monday. We'll likely check in with Norbert Durst uh, next Wednesday for a regular edition of the WSN podcast where we'll get some uh, reaction and insight on how regionals went for girls basketball and a little bit of a preview of sectional basketball for uh, girls that will come up next week as well. But that will do it for today's edition of the WSN podcast. I'm Travis Wilson. I was joined by Mark Miller. We'll see you at a game.